Well, happy Friday morning, Covenant Network. It is time for a Roadmap Roundup here on Roadmap to Heaven. I'm Adam Wright, joined in studio today uh, with with me getting the schedule wrong. It's like a surprise. It's like uh, a, a mini... Yesterday was Martin Miss, so I guess I get some presents for Martin Miss. Oh, yeah. I get some Martin Miss surprises. Uh, filling in for good old worm food, Dan Vonderhaar. <laughs> I, you know... We, he and I call each other that ever since yeah. we did the Marian Consecration. Angela Miller's here. Angela, so good to see you this morning. Good morning. And Gabe Jones, you're you're back yet again? I'm here. Old faithful. Old faithful. Except I won't be here the next two weeks. I know, but that's... Dan's going to be here, and then... Uh, yeah. Good luck for that. Well, I'm gonna, becoming old faithful. You are. Yeah. You're both very faithful. <laughs> I try to be faithful. Yeah, that's well. That's what we're all about here on the Roadmap exactly. Roundup, not, and not just faithfulness to the show, but faithfulness to our Lord. And so we're going to start the morning with prayer. And this morning, in addition to our morning offering, um, I've got some special intentions I'm praying for, and I thought it would be fitting to turn to Saint Joseph. Um, and so you know, I thought if well, I'm going to turn to Saint Joseph, we'll just invite everybody to turn to Saint Joseph. You can, you're welcome to pray for my intentions. I certainly would appreciate it, but. Think for a moment, what are your intentions today? He's the protector of the church and the guardian of the Holy Family, the terror of demons, the model of chastity, all of these great things you'll hear about in this litany. So think about your intention for a moment. But let's begin our day in prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy. And then, Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, Christ hear us. Christ, Christ graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Renowned offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster Father of the Son of God. Pray for us. Diligent Protector of Christ. Pray for us. Head of the Holy Family. Pray for us. Joseph Most Just. Pray for us. Joseph Most Chaste. Pray for us. Joseph Most Prudent. Pray for us. Joseph Most Strong. Pray for us. Joseph Most Obedient. Pray for us. Joseph Most Faithful. Pray for us. Mirror of Patience. Pray for us. Lover of Poverty. Pray for us. Model of Artisans. Pray for us. Glory of Home Life. Pray for us. Guardian of virgins. Pray for us. Pillar of families. Pray for us. Solace of the wretched. Pray for us. Hope of the sick. Pray for us. Patron of the dying. Pray for us. Terror of demons. Pray for us. Protector of Holy Church. Pray for us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Jesus. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Jesus. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us, O Jesus. He made him the Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray, O God, in your ineffable providence, you were pleased to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother. Grant, we beg you, that we may be worthy to have him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. 
St. Joseph, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, that, you know... That I don't is, know why that formatting at the beginning always gets me. You know, it got th- me. that so one's sorry. a little different too. Like it shouldn't be complicated. It looks <laughs> fine when you look at it, but for some reason, I know. I, I read the left. You read the right. I know. And yeah. yet, but wait, that's not what I think should be there. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we're going to talk about on the roadmap <laughs> roundup today. Actually, I, I good job, Gabe Jones. You a great segue. Okay, there, there we go. Know, hey, that's what I'm here for. Because today we're going to talk about a lot of, uh, you know, what what do we do when what we're supposed to. Do is not what we think we're supposed to do, or necessarily what we want to do, or anything like that. And just as the leaves on the trees are turning beautiful and dying, we're going to talk a lot about death to self mm. today as well. Um, but but it is a weekend we are going into, and I am wondering if there is good fire pit weather in the forecast for this weekend. I'm also supposed to be outside tonight for an event I'm going to with the family. So I don't know about you. I'm a little anxious to get that check of the weather with Mike Roberts. So let's go to that now. We'll see another cold front arrive today. Ahead of it, a high in the upper 40s, variable clouds today, and windy, especially this afternoon. After that cold front goes through, temperatures will be falling after a high in the upper 40s to around 40 at sunset. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 30. Saturday, partly sunny, a high of 48. Another cold front moves into the region on Saturday night. Showers, maybe even a few snowflakes. Lows near 32. Then on Sunday, variable clouds, scattered showers, and a high of 48. Today is the feast day of St. Josephat, bishop and martyr. In the middle of the 11th century, a split occurred between the Eastern Church based in Constantinople and the Western Church centered in Rome. In the 1500s, there was an attempt at reunification at the Synod of Brest. The effort was initially successful, but a few decades in, great dissent broke out and many lost their lives. Born in 1580, Josephat Kuncevich was from a noble Polish family and grew up with a desire to serve the Lord in the religious life. After becoming a priest, he quickly became known as a preacher and leader. He was named Bishop of Vitebsk and was able to win a great deal of support for his efforts at reunification. But those opposed became very aggressive. When Jehoshaphat had an especially vocal priest confined to his house, a mob assembled broke into Josephat's home, attacked him, shot him, and then threw him into the river on this day in 1623. His body was recovered and taken to Rome, where he is now buried in St. Peter's Basilica under the altar of St. Basil the Great. St. Josephat, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. We are back. You are listening to the Roadmap Roundup this Friday morning. It is November the 12th, and I want to remind you, it is a day of penance. So abstain from meat today or do some other form of penance. You know, I had an opportunity. um, Angela, I don't know if this is like this for for the ladies, but Gabe, I'm willing to venture that as a, a gentleman, it's like this for you. I had an opportunity the other morning, and I've been needing to get my hair cut for the past two weeks. And I'm like, if I take my lunch break early enough, there was an opening because I could register online, and the timing was going to work out perfectly. But then I'm like, you know, the rest of the day, 
I'm just going to have that hair clippings and the collar of my shirt itchiness all day. And I'm like, this is, hey, this is a chance to do some penance. I mean, it's no hair Mm. shirt. Yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) hair in your shirt. Yeah, which I don't know if that's as bad. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, and then, it's probably not. Probably on, not. On the way back, I'm Shouldn't like, I probably that, should yeah. eat something. I should put something in my system so I don't wilt. And I stopped and got a smoothie from a smoothie place, and it was all right. But there was just a weird aftertaste. And mm. everyone's like, "What's up with you?" And I'm like, "I'm just having a penitential day." But I probably shouldn't talk about it anymore because yeah. then, it, then it wouldn't, you know. And it's not as penitential. Go in your room and close the door. <laughs> yeah. And and wear your itchy hair clipping shirt. Don't look like you're what. Put, don't put uh, ash on your head, but. Walk around with sackcloth know. and ashes. I don't know. It's there's a, there's a, the, you know, Christ says to you know be be cheerful when you're doing penance. We're not even to Advent yet, and now we're talking about Ash Wednesday things. It's like the you know sacrifice and penance is a theme all throughout well, the year. Advent is a a mini Lent. All right, that's the whole idea. The penitential season. Exactly. It is. It is. Um, all right. Here's here's a question for you, and uh, I, I ask this just because I I've got some funny. Stories of, of real real world application in our family lately, but do you have it all together, Angela? You know, do you ever do, do or or do you feel an expectation when you're going to church or you're going to do your young adult ministry things that as a good Catholic you have it all together? I think there's definitely an expectation. There's like a uh, almost like a visual representation of Angela that I think needs to be in the world. Um, (laughs) That uh, is Angela, who is a good Catholic that has it all together. Um, And I I think I maybe strive for it. Um, I don't know how true it is all the time. Image shown may not reflect actual Angela present. Uh, yes. Performance <laughs> now, may not now, reflect future results. I, I'm not so interested in, well, who who makes you feel like you have to have it all together so much as I'm interested in how much of the time do you find yourself putting that pressure on yourself? Like, I have to have oh. this all together. I can't go to God. I can't go to church. I can't do anything until I have it all together. Oh, wow. Um yeah, I think uh, I think I've gotten a little bit better with that over the years, but there was definitely a time where I had especially an expectation of like what my prayer needed to look like um, and what my relationship with God had to look like, and there were so many expectations that I put on myself um, to like come to God a certain way instead of being real with Him, <laughs> instead of talking to Him like He was a person, and almost like. Like, ex- like just talking to God, like, go, 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 instead of receiving. Um, and then even, like, when I shifted that relationship to try and receive anything from him, um, then it was, like, this dramatic shift of, like, wait, who who are you again? So I think there, there was almost, like, a lie in there of, like, who God is and who I am for sure. And... Um, yeah, I, I um, yeah, there, there's just this temptation based on what you see in other people portraying the world, whether that's like reality, like the saints, um, or kind of like the Instagram, social media sort of versions of people's um, faith lives or, or their personalities that maybe their, uh, their homes are so like perfectly clean and Catholic together and, and, I, you know, on Saturdays when I'm trying to get my house ready and cleaned for the for the next week where it's like, 
who am I in comparison to these people um, that I, I even remove myself from the reality of what God wants me to be. And I also just bring up that last prayer thing, too, because um, I, I had a really wise spiritual director once say to me um, that St. Teresa of Avila says, um, pray as you can, not as you can't. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. Do not give more than, you're, than you actually have. Um, and know that the Lord can receive you as you are. Pray as you can, not as you can't. Right. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Simplifies things. I like that. I'm going to make it up. We're, I think we're going to make a T-shirt that says that now. <laughs> That's pretty good. St. Teresa of Avila. I want to make sure I give her credit where yeah. credit is due. Right. Or we could do it, you know, kind of like The Office. Um, pray as you can, not as you can't. St. Teresa of Avila dash Angela's spiritual director. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or even if it's not true, you just put it on there. St. Tre- Teresa of Avila. Probably. You, you <laughs> Probably. Gabe Jones, what about you? Do you ever feel an expectation to have it all together as a good Catholic? Um, you know, I don't think so. I don't, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a little different here and say I, I don't think I really do feel an expectation to have it all together. I, I, I don't. I certainly don't. Um, and maybe that's just me being sort of obtuse and like maybe people are looking at me like, oh, yeah, aren't you on the radio every Friday? And aren't you, don't you work for the Knights of Columbus? And don't you, you have five kids? And you're super Catholic, aren't you? And like, I just sort of embrace it. Like, wait, whoever said I was a good Catholic? Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. Like, no, nope. I, there's no expectation here. Like, yeah, I know I'm I'm a flawed human being. I know I fail constantly. I know I don't I don't pray as often as I should. I don't go to mass as often as I should. I, you know, but it, I was thinking about this question because I I went to confession recently and uh, the priest said if if you were put on trial for being Catholic. What evidence would they have to present to make that case? Ooh. If you had to be put on trial, say, this man is too good of a Catholic, or, you know, or, or this man is a Catholic, he's living as a Catholic, and here's the evidence, you know, like as if it was a crime, right? Accusing you of being Catholic, what evidence would they have to present? And I was like, well, that's, wow. Like, I mean, well, I do this and this and this, but, like, how much of that is sort of hidden? How much yeah. actually is exuded when I go out and talk to people? Is my charity visible? Is my, you know, all these things. So pressure, I don't feel pressure. I know I'm, I'm imperfect. I know I'm flawed. Um, and so I just keep striving and trying to do more because I, I'm not. I, I don't have it all together. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a reason we call it practicing Catholic. <laughs> I am a practicing Catholic. Who was it recently that said, how do you know if you, how do you know if you, you know, if you're a practicing Catholic, how do you know? If you are a good Catholic, it's like, well, then you're in heaven, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's exactly. how you know. If, if you're yeah. a good Catholic, when you... When, then, then, then that's, yeah. <laughs> like, when I go if, practice... If, if you die and you, you, you at your judgment, they say, heaven, Gabe Jones, heaven, good Catholic. Boom. <laughs> right. Good well, Catholic. and there's a reason why, you know, think about, like, sports, right? You don't practice in public, usually. Like, you practice in the private, quiet, you know, places where people aren't going to see you. And then, boom, now you have the performance. Same thing. We practice, and then when we get into heaven, boom, that's when... It's known. That's yeah. when it's visible. Yeah. Well, you know, it's one of those things that I, I fight hard with five kids, the temptation to be like, we have it all together. And especially especially at Mass. I mean, the, the idea of like, you know, this past Sunday in the pew, and it was one of those Sundays that we had to not go to our normal parish because of the way the schedule worked out. We wouldn't have had time for the commute back to where we needed to go 
And but we said mass is happening. You know, we didn't say well, let's just not go to mass this weekend. Mass is happening, but it means we need to go here. And it it. The church we went to, they had the hymnals, and then they had little supplemental hymnals, and our four-year-old just kept grabbing the little supplemental hymnals and waving around, you need a hymnal, you need a hymnal, you, everybody needs a hymnal, you get a hymnal. Did and they rip any pages out, though? And, I, and I'm trying to mouth to her, great. you know, forgetting that I'm wearing a mask, I'm trying to mouth to her, put that hymnal down, you know, and it's like, yeah. wait, she can't read my lips right now, she can't even see my lips right now, and that's... Uh, we won't go into that. Um, but it's like, would you just have it together? Would you just have it together? And I'm like, you know, she's four. And on the whole, she's very well behaved at Mass to the point that on Sundays, like this coming Sunday, we'll be back at our parish. And I usually help the ushers take up the collection. And that, you know, I say, you sit between the oldest two kids, you two not oldest, kind of in the middle, sit by yourselves, don't get into trouble. I'm taking up the collection and I'll be watching you. And so will God. (laughs) And we've never, you know, to this day, we've never had a problem with that. But I, you know, it is one of those things in prayer recently, especially I've been thinking about this, that I've, I've felt a very strong call to evangelize some of the parents around me. Mm-hmm. And what scares me more than anything is that I'm going to come off as this holier than thou, you're not holy enough, you need to be holier. And what I really just want to say is, you know, I'm really in the same boat as you. I struggle with the exact same things as you. The difference might be that I found a way to orient my life in the midst of all of this that has made a difference and has, has been a light shining in darkness. And I want to share it with you, yeah. you know? Well, and that's, that's where the invitation comes in, yeah. right? You go to these people that you want to evangelize, whoever it may be, fellow parents, friends, whatever, coworkers, and you invite them, say, hey, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to be better. Do you want to yeah. come with me? Who was it that said to me yesterday, it's like, I, I feel conflicted because it's like, I want to be holy, but I also want to smack some people upside the head. <laughs> and and I and, and I know that uh, in further, upon further reflection, it's not that, that righteous anger of Jesus in the temple. I, I can't do both. And yeah. I'm like, can I do that yeah, with my kids? Though? I struggle with that exact <laughs> same thing. But here's the thing, you know, I, I look around and th- this goes into our next topic here. And I've been thinking a lot about that passage from the sixth chapter of John um, in the Bread of Life discourse, where he has clear, our Lord has clearly said, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life within you. Oh, he's, he's metaphorically speaking. No, I am not. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have, not have life within you. And um, many found that teaching hard and walked away sad. And Jesus turns to the 12, and he says, do you also want to leave? And the 12, you know, if, if you go back and read the scripture, they never say no, but they never say yes. Mm. You know, they, they, they don't give a straight answer of, you know, do you want to leave? Well, well, who else would we go to? It's like yeah, such a great... What else are we going to do? It's such a great kid <laughs> answer, you know. I'm not going to answer that question because, I mean, who else would we go to? Yeah. So, I mean, I guess at the end their answer is, no, we don't want to leave because where else would we go? But it's not a resounding. We fully believe this and buy into this, and, and, and we're 100% on board. It's like, look, we don't understand this. You know, To me, it always comes across as, we don't understand this, but you're the fullness of truth, and we'd be foolish to go elsewhere. Yeah. So, um, And that's one of those things that, too, when I think about do I have it all together, how often am I taking that mentality with the Lord um, 
the, kind of like the the soldier. The, I, I want to say it's Jairus who said, "I believe, but help my unbelief." Mm-hmm. You know that there are things. There are so many things that, again, you know, Angela, you were talking about the 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 image of Angela that's portrayed. It's like, well, obviously, Adam Wright believes all of these things with no questions and no doubts because he's he's a, a quote unquote good Catholic. And inside, there are a lot of things that I'm like, I give assent of my faith to this. But, Lord, I need your help to understand it because I don't fully understand this. And some days that's hard. Right. And I think um, for me, it's the 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 hardest things are not even like necessarily like church teachings on like what what it is we believe about the world or about our faith. For me, the hardest thing is is no, like understanding and, and saying yes to who I believe God is. Um, and who Jesus is. Um, I remember um, there's times in my life where like I've just been so angry at God about the things that he's putting in my life. Um, but I've gone to him and kind of just been like, how, how could you be who you say you are with this pain that I'm having? Um, mm. But then at the same time saying, well, where else do I go? Because you're yeah. you're true, you're and you, you are yeah. God, um, and I don't understand why I'm experiencing this suffering, um, but I will choose you despite my feelings because I know intellectually that you are God. Yeah, you are true, and I think you know in the world today, you know on a, like a different level, there's so many reasons out there that you could just walk away, mm-hmm. right? There's so many things just that take your attention, that take your time, that, you know, make it seem like, oh, well, you know, God is obsolete, mm-hmm. right? We don't need a God anymore. We have technology, right? Mm-hmm. All these <laughs> things. We have science, all this stuff. But when you really start thinking about this, the deep things of the world, I was talking with a friend the other day about uh, science fiction, fantasy stuff, and how, you know, if, there was a movie I watched recently I didn't really care for too much, and, he said, well, the books are, you know, explained a little better. And, and he said the interesting thing about science fiction especially is it's science fiction. It's, it's a lot of futuristic, sciencey stuff. But you know what it always deals with? He said, there's always religion in it hmm. to some degree, right? It's not overt like Catholic religion, right? Or there's not a religion that we recognize now as a religion, but there is a belief system in these sci- sci-fi novels and sci-fi stories. Well, and I mean... It's always there. It's, it has to be. It's, pre- it's such a deep thing in our human psyche has to be there. I'm not going to say that they get the answer correct, but I mean, look at the, the Star Trek franchise and mm-hmm. that whether it's, and, and I'm, I'm nerd alert, I'm a Trek, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> full disclosure, okay. but, but whether it's Spock, we'll Data, Odo, or I didn't watch Voyager, um, but in, in each of those characters, there is that question of what does it mean to be human, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, that is one that, that gets asked a lot. For me, it's it's this question of how often do I go out there and, and there's a big temptation, and especially in my early 20s, I had to, f- I didn't even know I had to fight this temptation. I gave into it left and right, that instead of conforming myself to the church, I wanted the church to conform to me. This teaching is hard, so change the teaching. Or, I, yeah. or this teaching's hard, so I'm just going to ignore this one. Yep. You know, and and I think um, 
Gabe, I know you you and Sarah do do marriage prep, and I don't know how often well, this comes up in your marriage. It's been a while since yeah. we've done it, but yes, we have but, done marriage prep. But in, in the marriage prep classes, I, I remember thinking, here's a, here's a great example. The Catholic Church teaching on contraception, that you know, we went to our NFP classes while we were engaged to get ready to be married, and we went in and thinking, this is going to be so great, this is going to be so wonderful, and, you know, not even two years in, probably not even a year, and we're like, this is really hard. Yeah. This is, no one told us how hard. And then I look back, I'm like, actually, they did. They, they told us how hard yeah. it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but listen. they also told us how joy-filled it was going to be. And that's what that's what I keep saying is, Lord, help me to trust, because I know. I know that when I trust, when I follow you, that there is joy. But when I turn away, it's just more emptiness and, and death. Yeah. So... I don't know if I sent you this, Adam, but there was a, a video I found on YouTube, um, and so I'll have to share it with you. Uh, and this guy is talking about tradition, just tradition in the church, right? Like what it means to have the traditions we have. And tradition helps us to be free from slavery to novelty. Think about that. The things, the traditions we have in the world or in our church, right, the things that are just you just do, helps us to be free from the slavery to novelty. So those new things that come along all the time, oh, hey, we should do this. Oh, look, this is going to be easy. We should just do it this way. We should do it, right? Well, you know what? Every time something new comes along now, you're going to have to go change and do something different. You know what? That takes a lot of work and effort. You know what's easier, actually, is just to trust, to believe in God, to just do what he says, right? Yeah. We drive on the right side of the road, right, in America. What if we drive on the left side of the road? Well, you get hit. Don't right? tell me what right? to do. I'll drive where I want to drive. Okay. Right? See how long that's, that lasts. That's the attitude we yeah, have sometimes. Exactly. Not only do we harm ourselves, we harm others. Yep. Our catechist question today, um, Catholicism is sometimes compared to a three-legged stool. What are the three legs that support our faith? And the answer in that analogy, Scripture, tradition with a capital T, sacred tradition, and the magisterium. And uh, Gabe does not object to any of those no, three things. I'm, you just object I think to there should be design. more. It's <laughs> yeah. a design flaw. Like a three-legged stool is a little uh, unstable sometimes. So. Uh, well, I, I, you need to try out my son's camping chair. It's got three legs. Okay. It's incredibly stable. And Again, I'm not denying church, you know, teachings or any of this. I'm just saying. Maybe I don't. I don't think that more. this analogy is dogmatic. I don't. I don't yeah. think <laughs> you own the sense of the faith there. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. More, what, more. What, what, what is it they say about you in your, your personality profile? Creates conflict. Creates conflict. Yep, yeah. There you go. I love it. That's why we're friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> we both create conflict. That's I, I didn't say I did. I oh, just okay. said you do, and okay. I enjoy it. All right. Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're talking about conforming our lives today. We're talking about trust and all of these things. And um, and one of the one of the things we hear, especially when it's like you got to have it all together, fight the good fight. Angela, we need you to fight the good fight. Uh, St. Paul says, I have run the race. I have run so as to win. I will run so as to win the prize. And, and we get that. But at a certain point, when do we just train ourselves to surrender? Like a lot of this show, we're talking about training to, to fight for our faith. We're talking about training to, to be faithful in those moments of, of temptation or of trial. Um, I want to talk for a little bit this morning about training to surrender, because at the end of the day, it's, it's going back to that car analogy Gabe had, it's like, here in the United States, we drive on the right side of the road, not like they do in the UK where they drive on the left side of the road. And, you know, you could be like, don't tell me what to do. I'll drive on whatever side of the road I want. It's not going to end well for you. Um, so are we fighting to say, I want everybody to drive on the left side of the road, or are we surrendering to 
sacred just tradition, how it's done. the yeah. magisterium, scripture. You know, how do you train to surrender, Angela? It's a long way of asking that question. Yeah, mm. I I think it's a hard question too because I I think training to surrender is hard because so often we train to fight. Like that's the expectation we train to fight, especially as Catholics who want to evangelize. We're training ourselves to be good apologists and have the right answer. So when it comes to like a personal relationship with Jesus, part of me is ready to fight him. (laughs) And um, so to, to then switch gears and say, oh, but you know better than I do and I have to trust you. Um, to practice trusting a person who ultimately has our good in mind um, and knows far more than we will ever know um, is kind of like a a shock to the system. So we do have to practice. Um, So, gosh, how how do we practice the surrender? Well, there's some really good prayers out there, like the litany of humility um, and the litany of trust. Both of those prepare our hearts to receive rather than hold out our expectations for what we think um, our own fight should look like. Um, And then also putting ourselves in a position to receive scripture and um, the truth that comes from there. And then um, I think being a good listener also makes us prepared to surrender. Um, Because if we're, if we've got blinders on and we're not ready to, to listen to the Lord or listen to the people around us, um, then we're not we're not surrendering to mm. what God wants to say to us. I, I like that. I think that's great. I would um, the litany of humility is just you want to learn to surrender. Yeah, pray that yeah. and be careful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I would say, though, too, related to that is silence. Mm-hmm. Silence in our mental prayer, silence in our hearts, silence in our desires, because there's so many things that, um, I mean, I was telling my wife recently, like, just, I, there's things in the news that pop up and you get so mad about it. And just say something. Yeah. And you realize, you know what? My opinion's not that important. Mm-hmm. My anger being just spewed out there is just going to be one more piece of anger, right? Mm-hmm. One more thing to put out there. You know what? I need to be silent. Mm-hmm. I need to surrender my will my heart surrender these emotions to christ to god because you know what they're going to be able to use me better in a better way than me just getting on twitter facebook and you know this thing is bad this is terrible how could they do this mm-hmm. you know what silence mm-hmm. silence, silence my heart silence my mind and just just comport my will to Christ. I w- you know, surrender sometimes has like a bad connotation, right? Oh, you're giving up. But a comportment of the will to what God desires, that's that's much more difficult than just to surrender, mm-hmm. right? to just kind of give up, if you will. Which yeah. I know is not how we mean it, but, you know, to comport one's will is is, is hard. Well, and I, I think when we talk about that ascent of faith, that when, when there are teachings of the church that we find difficult, you know, the, mm-hmm. but we still say, I'm going to make this act of the will to set my desires aside, to set my thoughts aside, my opinions aside, and I'm just going to accept that Holy Mother Church in her wisdom says, you need to believe this, that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to say, then that's how I will live my life. And that surrender does not mean 
snap of the fingers, now I completely understand the teaching, yeah. and I'm enlightened, and it's so much easier to follow. But, you know, it, it, it's like, you know, I, I tell my kids this all the time. You need to just trust me on this. Well, why? I want to do it this way. Mm. Because I know that will end badly for you. I know it will not end well. Yeah. But I want to I want to dance in my socks on the edge of the top bunk of the bed. It's like, no, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. You're not. No. And I feel like sometimes that's God with us or the church with us. Like, Adam, what are you doing? You're going yeah. to break your arm. You're going to break your soul. You're going to fall out of a state of grace. And we're not always called to understand why, but we're called to listen and obey. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. And I think to just get back to the tradition point, this is so important that there are things out there designed to protect us, to keep us on the straight and narrow, to make sure that we do the right thing. I was having a discussion with my sister about something simple, you know, when you go on a date, who should pay? And if, if you know, the girl asks the guy out, should she pay? You know, all this stuff. <laughs> and I said, no, the guy should pay every time. Because you know what? The guy should always ask the girl out every time. Why? Not because it's some misogynistic thing. That's just the tradition. Yeah. And you should just assent to it. Just do it. Because you know what? Once you get rid of that, now what happens? What are the rules? I don't know what the rules are. Now somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to have their feelings hurt. Somebody's not going to know. They're not going to understand something. Mes- mixed messages get sent. Just do the thing Th- you're supposed to do. Things I wish I would have known back when I was uh, a young <laughs> yeah. single guy. Also, be direct. If you're going to ask a young woman out on a date, yeah. ask yeah. her out on a date. Don't you you want to hang out sometime? You know, that's, that's not I, a formula for I success. may not be the best example of that. But, but you know, here, here's the other thing, too, is this goes back all the way back to our first question. You know, do you feel like you have it all together? Do you have to have it all together? And there's a certain thing like, you know, we might know the Lord is calling us to this or to that and feel that tug in our souls and in our hearts, um, see it with our minds, but say, Lord, you can't use me yet. You know, how often do we do that? Like, Lord, you cannot use me yet. I don't have it all together. Um, and how often do we get in God's way that way? Not not out of objection. We've been talking a lot about an objection today. Yeah. Like, I find this teaching hard and... And I won't walk away sad because to whom else will I go? But it's still hard. Um, but how often do we get in our own way like, Lord, no, you can't use me yet. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And he's like, okay, well, you're going anyway. You know, just yeah. listen and trust. Well, and what about the times when, you know what, you do agree to something? You assent. You say, yo, this is the right way to do it. And you still fail. Like, I'm actively trying to live this way, but I just, I just can't meet that standard. Yeah. Like, even though you, you totally get it, like, this is what I need to do. I know it. I'm not even objecting to it, but just, boy, that's hard. Yeah. That's why I need to go to confession this weekend. Yeah. You know, that's that's life right there. Um, the, the thing is, we can't do it with God, without God. I, tired, tired uh, misspeaks there. Uh, we can't, we cannot do it without God is uh, the point. And th- that's that whole idea of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just do it. Well, that's very Pelagian. Mm-hmm. You can't. You need grace. You need actual grace to stay in a state of sanctifying grace. And you guess what? I'm not the dispenser of grace. God is. So I need him. We're going to take a quick break here. You're listening to the Roadmap Roundup on Roadmap to Heaven. We'll be back after this. You know what Wayne Gretzky said, Gabe Jones? He, he said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Are we sure that he said that? Yeah, well, he said that. Michael Scott also said it, but... Yeah, uh, there's, there's been a lot of people, I think, who said that. Yeah, I think that, well, it's true. It is true. It is true. That, that much we know. 
And uh, so if you're just joining us on the Roadmap Roundup this Friday morning, we're, we're nearing the end of the fastest 60 minutes in all of Christendom. Uh, but we're talking about surrender. We're talking about ascent. We're talking about do we need to have it all together? And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're the beginning of the day because this is a theme throughout the day. It's all about a matter of trust. And now I've got some 90s pop song in my head that I'm not going to force you to, to experience, yeah, and I hope, it, I hope it leaves soon, actually. Um, but this is all, it's, it's all about a matter of trust, and that whether it's trusting in God's plan when we don't see the wisdom in it, um, or when, especially when we're trying to surrender to God's plan, and we've been talking about those times about, you know, do we actually understand God's plan, but I don't know, I surrender. The hardest times, I think, sometimes are when you think you know God's plan, and God's like, yeah, that's, that, that, that would be a good plan, but that's not the plan I have for you, so just surrender and trust me mm-hmm. in this. And, uh, yeah, that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. I, um, I was talking during the break uh, a little bit about how, like, when, when you're surrendering, sometimes it's because um, of how uh, we think— um, we know how God wants us uh, to work and, and we just have to surrender to be a part of it. So um, the, I mean, it, it, I was thinking about my own struggles right now. Um, Greg and I would really like to have children. And um, I'm thinking I'm, I'm almost 30 years old and uh, the timing seems right to me and I really think that God wants that and I want that and Greg wants that and um, it's not been the right timing yet for whatever reason and so to be able to say I surrender to your time because honestly it is um, it's nothing that I'm doing uh, but it's all on God to to decide when the right time is um, for us um, and I think there's only so much I can do in terms of trust um, because I have to know that God is good and loves me. I have to be able to trust him and, and accept it because um, he is good. Yeah. You know, we live in a culture that says, hey, if the plan's not working out, just modify the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've got lots of letters in the alphabet. We've got plan B, plan C, plan E. I skipped one there. And alphabet and Adam aren't D. Good. Yeah. Yeah. All those letters. There's 26 of them. I know that much. And then, <laughs> then you can just double them up and triple them up. And, yeah. you know, and a, a, yeah. B, B. All right. A1. Uh, so, but you know, the thing is we sometimes also have to fight envy in this. Like, well, mm-hmm. why is, why did God call them to that plan? FOMO. You know? And fear of missing, fear out. Of missing out. Yeah. And he didn't call me to that plan. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking about this with a, a good friend the other night about um, our days back in high school youth ministry and the the different struggles we all had. Like, you know, we go to these conferences and, and then we give the talks at the youth group. We're like, I want to give the best talk ever. It'll be like the talk that the, the guy gave at the conference. And, I, and one day I'll be a conference speaker. You know, wouldn't that be great? And my involvement at the conferences, when I did help out with the conferences, I was the guy that put the words to the songs up on the screen. And let's be honest, anybody that can read can be the guy or gal that puts the words <laughs> to the songs up in the screen. It's not a, it's not a lavish position. It's not, uh, you don't have to be very skilled to do it if you can read and hit But I'm sure you did a, a great job at it. And it's like, but you know what, if, there, if there's not that person there to do that, you know, how do people sing the songs of praise to God? And it's it's like if there aren't people that 
you know, well, I'll, I, I, I don't go out and do anything but pour concrete all day. It's like, well, I walk on sidewalks, so I'm very grateful for people who pour concrete mm-hmm. all day. And they say, well, you know, well, what if, why am I not called to go do what that other guy's doing? It's like, look, the world, we couldn't have the world we have without people doing what God calls them to do. So if you're going to be, whether it's the concrete pourer, the song lyric putter-upper, um, the, the guy give, or gal giving the talk, do what God's calling you to and, and, and go full speed ahead. Yeah. Yeah, just embrace embrace that place that you're at, right? And it, the thing is, though, you know, you we are also, we have to be progressing towards something, right? So we can't just always be stagnant. We have to discern God's will in our lives. So it's not as simple as just saying, well, I'm here and I'm comfortable, right? But once you are confident that you are in the place that God wants you to be, embrace it. Yeah. And just live it and and be vivacious with it. You, you know, aren't I'm, made for comfort, though. We're made for more. Yeah. More than comfort. And I think of, like, the best moments in my life, um, they weren't comfortable. They, yeah. they were pushing me, but they were they were fantastic. You know who can encourage us in all of this uh, would be the saints. Yep. And Patty Schneier, who's been reflecting on the saints this Maybe week. Maybe she'll our, be a saint someday. I hope so. I hope so. I hope I'll be a saint someday. That's, that's the goal. Um, and, you know, and, and speaking of which, I was reading, uh, listening to a reflection about St. Therese, the little flower, who said, um, she, basically she was saying it's an insult to God to say, well, I'll probably just go to purgatory first. And, mm. and she's like, do you not trust enough in God that he could work in your life that you could be a saint? Mm. You know, yeah. um, trust, trust, yep. trust. It's not going to be comfortable. But I could use some encouragement. I could use some encouragement from the saints. So let's go now to Patty Schneier for a daily dose of encouragement. Sadly, we've reached the end of another week, which means we are going to wrap up this week's topic for Daily Dose of Encouragement. But the fun's not over yet because we still have today's to look forward to. Patty, thank you so much for being with us on this Friday. Well, it's great to be here. Happy Friday, everyone. And we're talking this week, we've been talking all week about increasing our love for the saints. November is the month for saints and souls. And I just hope people really dive in and celebrate that this month of November. So our last daily dose of encouragement for this topic, again, about the saints, I want to encourage everyone to know your ancestors. And what I mean by that is when you study the lives of the saints, when every day you get up and you read about the lives of the saints, you are getting to know your Catholic history. You're getting to know your great grandparents in the faith, I like to call them. These are our roots. These this is the, the beauty and the joy of being Catholic when we know our history. So it's important for us to share their stories because so many people have the wrong interpretation of the Catholic Church and Catholic history. But when you learn the lives of the saints, you will learn Catholic history. For example, you know, the martyrs of Japan that we celebrate on February 6th. That's an important part of Catholic history of evangelization and what happened in Japan. The North American martyrs we celebrate on October 19th. Do you know the story of that? That's so much a part of the history of Catholicism in North America. Or the Carmelite martyrs of the French Revolution. What happened there during the French Revolution in France with these saints? It tells the story of Catholicism. And the martyrs themselves gives us so much encouragement, their witness, You know, they are the seed of Christianity in so many parts of the world. So I guess what I'm really saying is know your history by learning the lives of the saints and share their stories. Patty, I want to say thank you for this week. It has been a wonderful topic to examine on our daily dose of encouragement.
We'll see another cold front arrive today. Ahead of it, a high in the upper 40s, variable clouds today, and windy, especially this afternoon. After that cold front goes through, temperatures will be falling after a high in the upper 40s to around 40 at sunset. Then tonight, partly cloudy, a low of 30. Saturday, partly sunny, a high of 48. Another cold front moves into the region on Saturday night. Showers, maybe even a few snowflakes. Lows near 32. Then on Sunday, variable clouds, scattered showers, and a high of 48. Well, the, the good news is we've got just a little bit more roadmap roundup for you. The bad news is I still have a 90s pop song stuck in my head. Uh, the even better news is I'm not going to share it with that's you. That's great. Um, <laughs> thanks, you could always Gabe. think of instead Billy Joel's A Matter of Trust. It, that's, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. Billy Joel is just the best. I like his piano playing, but I don't know about his philosophies. Uh, well, you true. know, so <laughs> one last question. Um we, we've talked before about exercises being important. You know, we've been a little philosophical today. Let's get practical for our last two minutes here, Gabe Jones. Um, we've been on the retreats or the camps or whatnot where we do the trust fall and all these exercises yeah. to, to build trust. But even in our marriage, I know, uh, and Beth and I have to remind each other of this all the time, trust me, trust me. You have every reason to trust me. When have I really ever betrayed your trust? I know when you think I've betrayed your trust and then you were like, oh, no, you didn't, you know. How do we do that with God? What you, what are some ways, Angela mentioned the litany of humility, the litany of trust earlier, but um, without being reckless and saying, I'm just going to quit my job and walk away from everything because I trust in God. And, and maybe God's like, but I gave you that job because of your trust in me. How do you build trust? So, you know, building trust with, with people is maybe a little different than building trust with God because, you know, Adam, you and I can just talk and yeah. do something and build trust. Because, I mean, Jesus called out the original trust fall when the devil tempted him and said, yeah. him to the, fling yourself off of this high yeah. parapet and the angels will catch you. And it's like, yeah, I'm not no, doing that. Not do that. Um, yeah. Because so you should not put your Lord God to the test. Yeah, so it's, 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 you know, it's a little different. We don't want to do that to God, right? You know, hey, God, watch me do this. You know, <laughs> no, you're going you're gonna to fix this, right? Um, but I, I want to, I think back to when we talk about this, um, my dad was a, a college coach, is a college coach, and he said the best teams that he had were the ones that had the most adversity ones that face the most adversity. And adversity can come from an external force, right? It could be somebody, you know, a, a hard situation you're going through. But you can also sort of create your own adversity in a good way in order to come together. And so I'm, I'm not saying, like, go out and try to create conflict in your, in your marriage or something so that you can create trust. But, like, when you are going through things that are difficult, embrace that moment as these moments to build the trust, right? To say, you know, I'm th I was thinking back recently, I had a, a job opportunity a couple of years ago and I was really stressing out about this job opportunity and, and I ended up not taking it because I just was, was trusting. You know what? I think maybe there's going to be something else. And you know what? There was something else that came along and it was way better than that other opportunity would have been. So I, I don't know what the exact answer is here, but embrace the adversity and I think you'll build trust. This is going to be something that will be very difficult for me, but I had a friend invite me to join him in an intention for another friend, um, and we are going to be doing some fasting on Fridays for the foreseeable future for this intention. And what's, you know, the fasting part, not so difficult because we're going to text each other, like, don't forget, fast, you know. Um, but the 
hard part will be trusting that that is having some effect. Mm. Because I'll be looking left and right, like, all right, I'm, I've been doing, I've been doing this. Where's, 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 where's the effect? Where's the effect? Where's the yep. effect? And it's like, you might not ever see it, Adam. Yeah. So stop thinking about it. Just trust and do what you are called to do. We are sadly out of time. The music is playing. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. And, you know, an original patron of trust in God's plan, St. Joseph, terror of demons. Pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, next week on Roadmap to Heaven, you say, how do I trust God when these kids are getting on my nerves? <laughs> Don't worry, Dr. Ray Garendi is going to be on the show with us next week. We're also going to mm. be talking with John Labriola about being a Martha or being a Mary. Until then, I'm Adam Wright. I'm Gabe Jones. I'm Angela Miller. Pray your rosary today.